This is The Art Show by Teapotcast with your host, Milo H.G. Waters. This podcast contains mature content. To find out more about this week's artist, check the description below. But now, sit back, pop the kettle on, and enjoy the conversation. Welcome, one and all. It is my pleasure to introduce Adam Louis-Reeves, uh, creative person, musician, <laughs> incredible guitarist, uh, incredible mover, multi-talented, brilliant guy, uh-huh. my friend and yours, and I need to know what is in your teapot. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I decided to go down the sort of more hippie route. Uh, so oh. I got this uh, kind of like red berry herbal tea, but it's got a bit of beetroot in it, you know, Ooh. get some, is it antioxidants? What? It's a, uh, good, I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's got them, but I think I think they're good for you. I don't know. <laughs> well, e- either way, it tastes banging. Um, and yeah, it's nice and warm and wet. <laughs> Lovely stuff. <laughs> all right. Um, well, yeah, first of all, how's it going, man? How's it going generally? How's this weird time treated you? Yeah, it's been good, actually. Uh, within the last sort of few months, uh, I've recently moved up to uh, London, which is uh, really nice because obviously... I'm from uh, Plymouth in Devon originally, and ah. I'll, yeah, I'll be honest, the uh, creative scene down there is a bit lacking for my taste. <laughs> so uh, you've uh, you've gone up to the big city, the big capital, eh? Oh, the big the big smoke, uh, yeah, no. um, and it's good, yeah. I've taken up uh, taken up some random new hobbies over lockdowns. Like, uh, I mean, I guess skating wasn't too random for me because I did a bit of skating beforehand. <laughs> Definitely hurt myself enough in it now. For it to be like my proper. Hey, I mean, that's half the fun of skaters, so far as I can tell. Like, uh... <laughs> it's it. You know what? It, it's fun to have the battle scars after to show people and be like, "Yeah, <laughs> look what I. Yeah, I'm I'm a badass." But when you yeah. do it, it oh, I feel like a five year old boy again. <laughs> <laughs> In it, mate. Okay. Well, um, yeah. I mean, first thing we should uh, we should talk about is um, you've uh, you've got some samples for us from mm. um your your billy love show and yeah. uh, i'll let I'll, I'll let you sort of uh introduce it and talk about it but um the first thing i want to drop in is uh you're uh you're actually pe- gonna be performing a a billy love act mm. on our um uh leeds cabaret extravaganza which mm-hmm. i have been recruiting artists for and i can't say too much about it now but it will be happening in May and uh, there's going to be, you know, loads of, uh, you know, loads of info and loads of cool photos and things. And, and this, that, the other dropping about it. So lots of info coming about that soon. But um, yeah, first of all, just just tell me about Billy Love, because mm. I've, I've seen the show and I love the character. I love the music. So, yeah, just just hit me up. Break this down for me, man. OK, so. uh Billy Love, uh, his bio, if it was a sort of a, a Tinder profile, uh, would probably be like a, a politically incorrect cowboy learning to be politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I was very much, I was kind of inspired by um, uh, quite a lot of uh, Coen Brothers movies and what have you. And I was really fascinated with sort of, so I was reading uh, Bukowski and sort of, um, mm the beats generation as well alongside sort of watching these Coen brothers movie. And I was like, well, is there the sort of the modern day hobo now, you know what? Okay. Have they got the stories? Have they 
travel around and well just chat shit really <laughs> yeah man no very cool and uh yeah i mean sort of in the in the kind of format of the show it almost i don't know like uh it, it sort of strikes me as uh, this isn't this isn't a very adequate comparison but it always puts um uh what's his name bill bill bailey uh in my mind uh, yeah. just because it, it's that kind of it's that mix of comedy and music and you're brilliant at both but what i what i love about the billy love show is that you've got this really strong uh character that sort of anchors it all um so tell you what first of all why don't you tell us um so you've told us a little bit about the character and how he got there why don't you tell mm -hmm. us about the music and how uh, how that incorporates and, and how you sort of get there with it. Uh, so, Billy, essentially, I think Billy Love as a character uh, without the music, I think would be quite, uh, what's the word? Like really irritating, actually. Like he, <laughs> uh, li I listened, I've listened back to sometimes like some recordings of uh, different shows to try and improve it and stuff. And I'm like, oh, mm. it just sounds like a bit of a twat. But uh, no, the music is um, it, it's so much incorporated, and I, I, I feel like uh, like I said, he can't exist without that without that music purely for the fact that it, I wanted to create this sort of this Western feel, this nostalgia of sort of mm. like back when cowboys were cowboys, um, yeah. and instantly, you know, you, you can play like you can use acoustic guitars and some slide and play some like country and blues and bluegrass. And instantly your sort of your mind's eye, whatever you want to yeah. call it, uh, is taken to this sort of world and be it the open plains or the Rockies or whatever. And really, like I wanted to create the feeling that this character just sort of appears out of the mist when you're, you know, camping and you're cold and you're frightened of what's going boo in the dark. Uh, and he comes around the campfire and he just tells you some stories. And really, like, I feel the the thing which I enjoy the most about this character is the music is a part of the story. It, it, it lifts and falls with what's going on narrative wise. It, it, it accentuates certain words or certain phrases I wanted to sort of point out uh, and where I lack those sort of vocal skills, <laughs> you've got a guitar <laughs> twang or something. And then all of a sudden it's all cushy again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, okay, so we've actually, uh, we've got a couple clips of Billy Love here. Mm. Um, so why don't we, uh, why don't we pop the first one on very quick? And yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we'll have a chat about that, yeah? Yeah. Anyway, me and my father were drinking in the local saloon one summer's day. Nothing seemed to be out of the ordinary. Until suddenly my brother flew up from his seat. I said, what in hell's name are you doing? She thanked. And he goes, no. And I go, well, why not? And he goes, because my plums are tingling. My plums are tingling. My plums are tingling. All right, then, we'll go and bust a nut and watch some pornography. If looks could kill, I'd be more dead than a turkey on Christmas Day. So, yeah, that was, uh... Yeah, that was a clip from Billy Love. Mm. Um, yeah, talk about, you know, being in the saloon. Very, like, you know, you get the cowboy feel straight away, you know, even when I'm just hearing the audio and I can't see the costume and things. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted to say as well. Just a, a, 
such a cool trick that you have in there. You have a little campfire on stage, don't you? Like? Yeah, yeah. Well, sadly, I, I don't own that campfire, so uh, it's no oh. longer a part of my show. But uh, there, I'm sure there'll be some uh, revival of that campfire. Yeah. I think maybe we could pimp it up a bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, so um, from from what I remember when I saw it, mm. um, the the campfire was kind of disguising your, your loop pedals and shit, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I hope I've not just, like, revealed a trade secret there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, I mean, like, any guitarist will be able to look at that and go, oh, yeah, that's a Boss RC 300. Oh, yeah. Oh, very, <laughs> very good piece of technology, that. Um, no, so a, a big thing I wanted to explore uh, when sort of creating this character in its sort of early stages was I wanted to see how I could uh, create as many worlds and as many sort of images and what have you, uh, and even even tastes to a certain extent um, with as minimal stuff on stage. Because usually I'd, I, I like to have, uh, well, I like to think I've got quite an excessive approach to my yeah. art. So I like to have probably far too many instruments and toys to play with. Uh, but I like having that option. But I sort of wanted to add this restriction. So I just had my acoustic yeah. guitar uh, and I got my FX pedal, FX pedal board. So uh, lots of different sort of sounds and, uh, and colors and sort of depth and can take it to really weird, crazy places. Uh, and But the core of it is my looping station. So I yeah. use a lot of... Uh, yeah i create a lot of live loops and stuff and that allows me to then play something quite well for this example it's quite simple uh but also like narrate over the top you know really sort of (sighs) extenuate as many moments as i possibly can and then you know when i'm a bit bored of how this sort of repeated uh series of bars sound oh i'll just add something on top just you know a little bit of seasoning Mm. (laughs) but yeah yeah no, I love it. I love it. And I think it's like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of um, of efficiency in um, in mm. theatre and, and performance in general. And I think it's just such a fantastic example of that because, you know, everything you've been okay. saying, you, you're totally right. You know, you you twang a few fucking blue chords, blues chords on a guitar and straight away you're you're there, you know, you're, you're mm. in the Wild West and you know the amount of stuff that you can do just the at the the i guess what i'm getting at is the the level of the atmosphere that you create with mm. just a guitar a loop pedal a costume and a single piece of set mm. is phenomenal and i've seen you know i've seen theater shows with you know big casts you know, lots of set pieces, lots of props, big costumes, all the rest of it that didn't transport me into um, the world of the show. Yeah, you know, man. to the degree that you know I, that you're. I completely, to... I completely get what you mean. Like, I went to see uh, what was it? Something at the Barbican. Something. It was some. Uh, it was a. It was a Brecht play, and mm. it was done by this sort of high flying sort of Moscow sort of theatre troupe. Uh, and yeah. me and me and my mate, we were like, "Yeah, let's go and see this." So we took. Uh, I have to confess, we took a few tinnies in with us, uh, <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, when we had decided we were going to open it in the second half, that second half stayed in silence for a solid like twenty minutes, and I got <gasps> very impatient and was like, "No, I'm I'm opening them now." But um, we saw the <laughs> we saw the show, and like 
it was visually beautiful, like the costumes and all the like really clever set changes. But it just kind of felt a bit, I don't know, like a bit. If I'm going to see a show or, you know, and listen to a story, that's pretty much that is what theater is. It's just storytelling. Um, I want to be in that world. I want to forget that. Oh, I'm sat in a theater in London. I want to be fully invested in that um and yeah and fully devoted but like yeah yeah i completely get what you mean yeah and it's i think as well it's it, it takes a bit more thought with um with live performance mm. than uh than it does with film for example because with film you know you're whether you're watching it on your telly at home or you're sat in the cinema you're totally focused on this little box you yeah, know? yeah, and and you know it's a weird thing how your eyes work when you just focus on that everything else kind of fades out and of course you know if, if you're watching a film that's set in i don't know new york like you've yeah. got all of new york there it's undeniable yeah. right but when you're in a theater you you can't deny that there's you know there's there's a fat guy in the seat next to you who's like you know cramping you up and there's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. you and know M&M's on the floor and yeah, yeah. And, and you've just like you've just reached under the seat and stuck your hand in some gum yeah i know yeah and but, yeah and you're, you're yeah. trying to take in this whole stage at once what? so this is this yeah, is what i'm try i try to create with, with with anything that i make i try to i i i want to call it a, a cinematic polish because I don't mm. think cine- cinema is a better, you know, sort of medium art form. There is no sort of, no. you know, what's good or what's bad sort of thing. No, um, it's, it's apples it, and oranges, isn't it? Yeah, but we're like for a good film or, a, you know, a film that people enjoy, it's polished. It's well thought mm. and everything's precise. And with looping, you have to be like, I have to think one, I have to know my lines back to front anyway. You know, that's just bog standard acting. Yeah. But then I have to think, right, okay, so this song's coming up. Do I need the capo for this? Oh, cool, capo. And I have to keep driving the narrative and keep talking while then going, and a five, six, seven, eight, you know. Uh, and and the, the thing about looping, it's it. she's a cruel mistress. If, if yeah. you're out of time by like the smallest sort of fraction, that little bastard just repeats and repeats. <laughs> so... <laughs> There, there has been a time where I, I, I did a Billy Love, and then it was just like, oh crap, oh no, that just sounds so bad. I can't, I can't play this for the audience, and I stopped it. And I was like, I'm sorry, you know, sometimes tech doesn't work. We're just gonna move on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough, man, fair enough. And that's, you know, it's, uh, it's always those interesting moments in theatre, isn't it, where mm. you know you, you sort of figure out how. Yeah, how you play that off, how you work with it. Um, well, that's the yeah, playfulness. We, I love the playfulness yeah. of theatre. That sort of in the moment, um, and that's that's another thing with this character. I want him to build a, re- you know, like uh, how you get always get those drunk guys at a bar, and they always mm. insist on telling you jokes. But the jokes are kind of funny, so you kind of like tolerate them being around you. That yeah, yeah. that's that kind of relationship I want for this character with everyone in the in the in the theatre. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, so we've got another Billy Love clip here, and mm. uh, I believe you said this one's a bit of a contrast. Yeah. Uh, right? Well, I like, yeah, yeah. So I like to, um, I want to tell good stories first and foremost. Mm. Like, I, actually, the music comes after, unless I've like written the most amazing song ever, which hasn't happened yet. But one, <laughs> one, once I do, I'm then going to structure a show around that. 
yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I, I like to keep the stories interesting. I don't want an audience to always know what's going to come next. Mm. Um, and sort of, I'm not afraid with this sort of more larger than life, happy go lucky character to take it to a bit more. It's still silly. It's still Billy Love, but it's a bit more. Whoa. Oh, okay. That's not as that's not as funny as the last five minutes. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah. Let's give that a quick listen then, and uh, yeah, we'll see what we uh, see what we can make of it. So, uh, is there a Mrs. Marcel in your life then? No. <laughs> I hate women. <laughs> a woman killed my husband, Jay. Me and Jay were enjoying a lovely Sunday afternoon and reminding the kids at the local orphanage that they had no parents. But when suddenly Miss May, who ran the orphanage, came screaming out to tell us, leave the orphans alone. Well, Jay had a lot to say to Miss May that day, and he said, nay, we shan't go away, but we would pay to stay. Enraged, Miss May pushed Jay down the stairs the wrong way. And there he lay in that morn saying, So yeah, okay, I totally see what you mean. Like it's a yeah, it's a it's a weirdly dark story with a sort of yeah, right. It's it, you know it's it, it's dark. It's a very weird setup, isn't it? The oh, idea yeah. that someone's oh, just yeah. go go to an orphanage to take the piss out of these orphans. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I kind of wanted. Yeah, it's a, I, I, everything's a bit bizarre. I kind of like yeah. that because no, you, you keep keep the audience guessing, sort of thing. But yeah, like it that that it just the change in music, like yeah, that, no, yeah, that, uh, that that's what I was gonna get at, man. Like the you know the again, it's like you could you could tell that story so comically and it'd be ridiculous, hmm. but with that music underneath it, it just takes on like the this this texture to it. It's not it's not just funny and ridiculous, but it's also not just dark and tragic it's sort of both at the same time like yeah yeah just i don't know man like can can you just sort of riff on that for a yeah. bit like so, like, I, so I, I i i like i like the music sort of sound for that so it's uh, i'm doing sort of like arpeggiated sort of chord patterns and, and really like i with the acoustic guitar that i've got i really enjoy the the uh playing a lot of open strings and uh, i found like mm. the particular this particular guitar resonates really really lovely uh, when there's a, a, as many open strings because it's got quite a um, a little bit deeper than a lot of acoustic guitars. So there's that sort of bassy throatiness, but then if I'm playing that sort of arpeggiated stuff very close to the to the bridge of the strings, so there's that twang. There's like a weird sort of it resonates and uh, I don't know. It just sounds uh, a bit more haunting, and yeah. I, I really like that sort of juxtaposition of the sort of the bittersweet uh like this this melancholy sort of sound music over the top of something which is completely ridiculous but i wanted to although show these like weird wacky characters you know because who wants to who wants to hear about a person that could actually exist that's not why i go to the theater i don't go to the theater to see <laughs> real people um i just sit in yeah. starbucks and what well i can't sit in starbucks i would <laughs> i would sit in starbucks and just watch them but like, yeah. I wanted larger than life, but I wanted that realism, that relatability as well. Something for people to grasp onto and go, oh shit, you know, there is a bit of depth to these people that this person's talking about. They aren't just sort of 
two-dimensional sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, man, I think that's, I think that is the key to all good storytelling that mm. like, uh, you know, it, it isn't real, you know, you can be as realistic quotation marks as you want, but it never is. It's always, you know, something that has been created for a purpose in, you know, a sort of vague, you know, some kind of artificial way. But mm. when you, when you show this kind of larger than life, you know, this kind of big stuff, um, but it's got that that core that that sort of human core that sort of substance you know, substance yeah, is yeah. what my head of course called it you want a you want a bit of substance to your work adam is what he said to me when i was yeah. working out this character he's like yeah at the moment it, he's just a bit in your face when he <laughs> when, yeah. when we need some substance yeah man well yeah it's very cool i think you know i think you achieve it beautifully um and it you know it kind of it throws things into into a kind of sharper relief i think when you when you can take some you know when you can take some truth and sort of amplify it in art then yeah. you know the the truth becomes more more visible than just just seeing it on the street just you know just just reading facts or whatever um Completely. And it, it, yeah. I, well, I, I, that, that... So for the, the the charity gig, you know, you, you spoke about mm -hmm. earlier, um, I'm going to do a, a new story, like a completely original yeah. thing. Um, one, because it's going to be family friendly and I'm pr <laughs> it feels like every other word for Billy is fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I, I can't, I can't do that in front of kids. Um, but when this story that sort of there's clips from, this was inspired by sort of some events that happened within mm. my family um in issues which i uh, you know in a selfish way i wanted to work through myself and and, mm. and process and i i think uh i like to think i'm not a very serious person um so i i, I struggle to process things in a serious way so I, yeah. I, i'd like to make a ridiculous piece of theater about it instead <laughs> yeah man no i think yeah i think that's fantastic and i think you know it's it is an essential part of uh, of art and any kind of creative process that you're sort of you know you're figuring out who you are and mm. your worldview and you know how you think and you feel about things through doing this and when you when you do it and you know and you do it you know well whatever well means in this context yeah then you know other people can watch it and you know it sort of it helps them discover their own worldview and you know completely yeah completely like theaters in this context like theater i think it's just a mirror like obviously you're 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 creating this show with your own intentions and be it to make a shed load of money or to process <laughs> grief or whatever, whatever your intentions, there's always an intention behind making yeah. something. Uh, and like you said, if it's a good piece of theater, people don't see your face within that, that character. Yeah. They see their dad or they see themselves or their gran or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, I think that's the beautiful thing at the, at the center of all, you know, artistic endeavor that it's about, human communication it's about you know communicating the things that we can't we can't just sort of say to each other mm. in in straightforward terms you know it, it it does touch something deeper and that's yeah. you know whether it's 
you know, just straightforward music, theater, you know, even comedy. Well, this is why I think this is why I feel like comedy is one of the, at least for me, I I enjoy it as a medium, but I think it's the best Mm. medium to get across really hard topics, you know, because there's, there's such sort of a closeness between sort of, joy and turmoil sort of thing like it's sort of like the polar ends of the spectrum but they're so so interlinked that i feel if all of a sudden you've got somebody going ha 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 yeah this person's an idiot ha 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 oh oh, crap oh no they had a they had a genuine point that drop Mm. that sort of sudden realization and drop the mic sort of moment is yeah it's really good really helps get a point across Yeah, man. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a weird contrast, isn't it? Because it, it kind of, it hits so much harder, but at the same time, it's so much easier because if you just come on stage and, you know, you're just giving the hard truth, you know, the, the depressing yeah. facts, people turn off because it is fucking miserable. So yeah. you can ease people in and then, yeah, and then it does, it hits home, you know? Um, yeah, I feel like the amount of crappy political plays i've seen it's like oh, and 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 and, and nine and nine in six people have gonorrhea and are affected by this sort of thing like <laughs> I do. you've gotta you've gotta you've gotta warm an audience up you know you can't yeah. like you can't just go straight into the nitty-gritty stuff like you wouldn't yeah. sort of meet someone at a bar and be like oh yeah we both like the same football team oh yeah my dad died yesterday <laughs> uh, and I'm not really sure how to process this, um, but I'm going to do a contemporary piece of dance to show you. Like, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You've got to, you've got to build a rapport, and you've got to, they've got to allow you in. And, I don't know, and- man. Like, when when the pubs open again, I. <laughs> No little fucks to give at this point. Well, I might just try that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I I feel exactly the same. I think when the pubs open, I'm not going to be able to stand or talk. Uh, realistically, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, moving on a little bit. Um, yeah. you do have a you do have a clip here. Um, that you you put together for a company called Foot Five. Um, yeah. That we, yeah, like we're, we're both familiar with. We we sort of, uh, you know, went went to drama school all together and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. But um, yeah, tell you what, why don't you why don't you give us a, a quick introduction to the company and um, tell us a little bit about how how this this track in particular came together? OK, yeah. So I've got the Foot Five official Facebook page up right now. So, <laughs> so we're all official professional artists oh here. yeah i well i didn't want to say the wrong thing and have like recorded evidence <laughs> uh so we're a foot five we're a theater company focused on creating new and exciting theater so essentially i think we're kind of like we were asking ourselves recently like oh well what are we are we a specifically a theater company that deals in this specific type of theater are we a collective of artists because you know, like we've our previous work before lockdown and before all the sort of shit with this pandemic was uh, very much based in poor theatre and sort of uh, the works of like Jesse Grotowski, Jezere, uh, mm. Jesse, I, I don't know. But, I've always said Jersey, but I'm certain that's wrong. <laughs> I prefer Jersey, 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 Jersey Grotowski, um, and essentially his like. I kind of feel like a lot of his work is so reliant on somebody being there 
and uh, of you know it doesn't have to be a massive audience a lot of the time actually i mean there's the theater of the 13 rows that he had i think it's 13 it's been a while since i've been at drama school um, yeah, <laughs> uh, like to create and he was all about sort of creating that one-on-one experience like he kind of compared uh performers and actors to like creating like it uh, to some extent like a religious experience with an audience mm. member like there's something spiritual and, and and greater than you know dot 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 when yeah. when you're in a good piece of show when uh, the actors are sort of acknowledging the audience and they don't have to be like directly saying like hello like they're aware they're letting them in and the audience has sort of gone you know what i've warmed to these guys now and there's this sort of this this perfect sort of moment well lots of hopefully you want to stay in that sort of pocket for the rest of the show um but yeah so we're that relies on on face-to-face interaction um and obviously we're, we're not able to do that because one you know a lot of the work we we create is very physical uh and sort of you could say interpretive movement to a certain extent but the way we way we make it is we sort of we come up with a uh, a loose uh, usually a, a loose idea depending on who's directing because um, some of us have a bit more uh, idea of structure than others <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but we come up with an idea and then we sort of just workshop it like we mm. we explore movement or we go right okay how what sort of uh, like criterias can we set but physically so that could be we really want to incorporate this sheet how many images can we create with it? What kind of worlds can we do? And so while that's going on, while all that sort of uh, the, the, the the fitter ones within the theatre company work, mm. I'm I'm over in the corner with my coffee uh, watching <laughs> all of this go by with all my music toys and stuff in front of me. And we just try different, I just try different loops over the top or adding a bit of tone. Yeah. Or sometimes whoever's sort of leading this project more will sort of step in and go like, oh, try a bit this or be a bit softer or mm, add a bit of this sort of thing. And then all of a sudden it it feels like you take the work out of creating work because we record it so we don't forget because we've all got appalling memories. And all of a sudden we look back and go, you know what, that, that looked really cool. Let's explore that. So then we sort of refine it a bit more. But we like to have that sort of loose feel, like sort of, it's not improvised, but it's not like, oh, yes, and now we're in scene four and act change mm. and sort of thing. But the project, uh, <laughs> I digress. The Hey, yeah, no, no, no problem. It's, uh, yeah, like super interesting. You know, I'm, all, I'm, I'm always interested in hearing how different companies work in it. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like uh, what what works for you guys is you sort of um, you're all kind of clear on where your strengths lie in that, and uh, you know you yeah. sort of bring it together in you're not overly structured and you're not overly freeform, and I I think that's really cool because it 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 dies a death if you go to the extremes of either. Completely, like I like don't get us wrong, like we we are we consider ourselves serious artists. Like when we're, we're oh, when yeah, we're working, course. we're working, you know um we try to keep that whole sort of on like proper poor theater on phones very minimal sort of thing you know like little contact sort of try and get a solid like few hours or more of work see what comes out because like like we were talking about with an audience and sort of warming up it takes a while to warm up Mm. to your i think your full potential like i was doing a self-tape the other day and realistically 
it, they were asking for like 90 seconds for each section tops yeah i spent like a solid <laughs> three hours working one 90 second slot purely yeah. for the fact that i felt like so rusty and it took ages but yeah. um yeah, I like... think yeah. The more the more you're practicing, the quicker you warm into it, don't you? But um, oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. Tell us tell us about this project then. Okay, so this project, this is a new sort of challenge for the company because obviously we're face to face. We uh, that's how we work. We we create live stuff, but mm. we were in lockdown and it it wasn't looking uh, like it. We... You know, we didn't know when it was going to end, sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, one of the guys in our uh, company was like, "I want to make this film." want to make a short movie uh this is what we're going to do so it is sort of again movement based and very much in foot five sort of bizarre world sort of feel um but we it's all recorded so then this this is added a new sort of what's the word challenge because okay, i'd yeah. i'd make the music alongside them discovering the movement but mm. that wouldn't that wasn't going to be practical because i was living in devon uh Matt was living in, I think, South End, up that way. You know, other the rest of us were like dotted in the north, in you know, in near Maidenhead, that sort of thing. <laughs> so realistically, you know, the only way we could sort of interact with each other was through Facebook and what have you. So they recorded everything, they edited the video and stuff, and then they sent it to me, and it was really cool. Like I was, a, I was in my room, uh, I had all me all my sort of comfort stuff around me and in my little sort of creative bubble. And I just watched the video alongside it and took some notes from uh, the person who was heading up this project uh, and sort of went, okay, what do you want? What is there something you want me to accentuate or to make a bigger deal or to a bit of a drop or whatever. Um, and then I was just sort of left to my own devices to underscore. And it was, mm. yeah, it was good. It was a lot of fun to make actually. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, let's play a little clip of it then. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's, yeah. oh, yeah. So I, just, just a little disclaimer. I like to try and make uh, like variations with the music. I like, I, it, it gets boring if it's the same sort of tone oh, yeah. the whole way. And there was a moment within uh, the video where we, the sort of the character had like a breakthrough moment sort of thing. So then all of a sudden it went from this quiet thing to <sighs> raw power. <laughs> mm. All right, cool. Uh, well, yeah, let's yeah let's have a little listen to this. I'm excited to hear this uh, this raw power and uh, yeah, check it out.
right, yeah. Um, so yeah, I see what you mean about that um, about that change. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, I think it's it's really important in all forms of art. You need a bit of texture in there, you know. If it's if it is all just one note, all very you know, twinkly and happy, or mm. all you know, really depressing and miserable, fucking, it is dull. It is dull and. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to sort of compare this to the Billy Love stuff because it it seems like you have a real, just sort of intuitive understanding of of that texture and how those how those kind of changes and shifts work. Um, but this is very very different. This is very different yeah. to uh, you know the kind of acoustic and loop pedally stuff that um, that we were playing earlier. So yeah, this is more. You, this is more is more. Yeah. That's my attitude with this. More, more is, is definitely more. more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you think that's uh, that's because it's it's you know it's a bigger show than than just yourself playing one character that you need more with it or yeah um I think need isn't isn't the best word no, to use no. uh, uh, because the quality of like Matt's movement and and you know the what the content the visual content alone I think was powerful enough. Um, mm. and really, really interesting and intriguing. But for this for this project, I kind of wanted to go down because it felt epic, you know, like what we were sort yeah. of this was this was something different. We, we wanted to, we liked to make that epic sort of feel anyway within our theatre, but this was this was a different direction to how we would usually approach work. And I kind of felt mm. like, you know what, like looking at the the sort of the setting and what I, how I interpret, interpreted the story, I kind of felt like, yeah, let's give it, let's give it all that it sort of needs to prop it up. And like, even little things like, um, I spent ages like scrolling through logic and alchemy and adjusting the, uh, like the, the chorus to the exact amount or the, the tremolo on my guitar or something. You know, I'm a real mm. pedal junkie and I like to get real specific. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because the, the the best thing is the more effects that you have, uh, it hides all your sort of mistakes. So if you've got like a <laughs> like a really sick delay and like reverb, and it's like, oh my gosh, that sounds so luscious, and it's like, yeah, I'm playing in the wrong key, but it sounds great, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that, I mean that's re that's really cool then. Um, because yeah, like uh, so, what can, I mean, where can I start with this? Like. I guess what I want to know is hmm. is how do you put something like this together when you're when you're soundtracking an entire show yeah. by yourself and you know you're like uh, as I remember you're you know, you're you're a guitarist mm -hmm. specifically right you you don't consider yourself a, a sort of multi instrumentalist uh, am I no, right there? no no well I do play other instruments but I play mm. them my way I don't I don't necessarily play them I think how okay. they should be played. <laughs> Uh, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that unless you know, unless I'm applying for things off spotlight and stuff. I'm definitely a talented instrument, you know, person who plays multiple instruments. But oh yeah, of course. I, I, I'm a guitarist first and foremost, and then I kind of, as I started to pick up a bit more music theory and get a bit more of a firmer grasp and understanding with that instrument, I was like, okay, so I know that that these notes are in this key. Okay, let's mm. see how that works on a mandolin. Okay, what strings are they using? Oh, it's just an upside down guitar sort of tuning. Oh, okay, cool. Mm. Uh, how do I then relate 
a chord shape that I know on this instrument to the other one. And I just sort of play around and, and I'm not afraid to be a, the best at that instrument because I, I'm never going to yeah. be the best. But yeah. if I'm like, oh, this this moment in this show or this moment in this this piece could really do with like a cheeky bit of accordion just lurking around <laughs> in the background. Um, <laughs> then even if it's just those sort of those you're playing two notes mm. or whatever over and over. If yeah. if that's what works and that's what fits and everybody who you're making it with goes, yeah, that sounds sick. Then I think, you know, that, it that, works. Yeah, 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 completely. If it works, it works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a guitarist. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, um, so I've I've heard it said. I you know, I don't know how how accurate this is and I'm mm. I'm not a linguist in the scientist, but I've heard it said that um if you're if you're learning languages once once you've sort of mastered three languages mm. then by that point <clears throat> you've kind of learned how to learn languages and learning any more beyond that becomes a hell of a lot easier yeah. do you think there's there's kind of something in that that once you sort of play around with a few different instruments you sort of you you grasp uh music and and creating music in a such a kind of holistic way that even though you'll never be uh you know a, as good as somebody who specializes in a specific instrument mm. you can kind of you can pick it up and you can you can do something with it is well, is that sort of I, 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 you know what i think there's there's a lot of merit in that in that relatability mm. because yeah I actually think I get a lot of this sort of idea of being able to structure music in a sort of grander sense and composing stuff. I, I feel like I acquired those skills after training at East 15. Like, okay. I, I feel that the... Because up until that point, like, before I went to uni, I didn't I didn't make music. Like, I, I my, my actual sort of origins as you as you would say <laughs> God, uh, give us your origin story adam i i st I started playing guitar in church i was uh yeah that was that that's was, a new one yeah well i was self, what, self organ or? no 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 so, oh, so we were a cool church we had <laughs> drum kits and electric guitars wow um, okay so that so a lot of these so like in my guitar tone um i definitely hear it i don't know if other christian guitarists hear it but mm. i definitely hear that kind of worship uh mm. like there's there's different like different i i have my own issues with organized religion but uh, mm. amongst sort of the organized religion there's like a, a religious sort of bigger sort of super churches that then release a lot of music um there's like hillsong and bethel the mm. the sound that some of their electric guitarists use in order to facilitate a, a atmosphere in for people to meet with the deity and to meet with you know whatever you want to call it mm. um you have to learn a certain skill you have to learn to be sympathetic and you have to learn to not be afraid to give it some fucking balls you know and like really go you know that i feel it and and there's this learning of sort of this communication amongst uh, other musicians so I learned that idea. So that sort of like, okay, how does this instrument work playing alongside this instrument? Because band practice and, and yeah. just playing with other people and learning how that works. But then studying at East 15, 
learning mm. to become like a theater maker and working you know devising that was the biggest yeah, one yeah. of the biggest things with physical theater gives you an idea then of going okay i have to think about costume i have to think about uh direction for the scene i have to mm. think about you know dialogue and whatever else you're adding yeah, and, and how how the scenes fit together how it runs you know transitions all these little details um yeah. i feel that helped me then visualize music that I, i'm a visual and a sort of a tangible if i can physically see it yeah. and touch it that that helps me learn you know i was, I was always better at sports than than english i <laughs> <laughs> ah, see i was the complete opposite there um but I just, yeah i, just dude, I mean just kind like... of people <laughs> <laughs> see no i hated the maths people all right oh like, yeah no they were the worst oh. yeah, yeah, all right we can all agree on that at yeah, least oh, yeah, fair <laughs> enough yeah ma math but, math buffs Ugh. yeah but um but yeah i mean just to just to pick up on something there because um you know i like you you are a um you know a, a devout christian mm. and um yeah i was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about how how your faith sort of interacts with um with your making music and and art whatever it is and oh. Uh, yeah oh i've never been asked this question before hey, um, there you go. i mean it's like i suppose i'm curious because right. i think it's so I don't know. This kind of image of the 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 stuffy church with the the pipe organ is kind mm. of so embedded that, like you know, I even I even just sort of jumped to that, yeah. you know, no, without no, no. even thinking about it's it. Good like, imagery. It's 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 yeah. a pretty accurate imagery, I think, with a lot of churches, <laughs> yeah, very much in the west, in the west. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, but it's, it's not universal, you know. I, no. I I am aware of like you know lots of Christian rock bands and and you know oh, obviously the gospel oh, tradition okay. is, is you know totally its own so, thing. But yeah, I, yeah. Just... I'll tell you, I'll tell you something funny. I can't stand Christian rock. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't. It, it's this. What I hate about music is when they force an agenda. Yeah. If, okay, if you're yeah. if you're making music and naturally the lyrics that you write about are focused on God or focused on the person that's broken up with you or whatever. There's, there's, there is a focus, there is a theme, then that's great. But if you are going, I'm going to sit down and write the next best Christian hit today. Like, okay, pfft. yeah. Um, but in relation to like creating, like I feel, I feel like God's put me on this earth to do something. And mm. I feel like if I believe in a God that's all loving, you know, is the ultimate concept of love is agape, then I should do what makes me happiest, what brings me joy. And as long as that joy is sort of founded in, in an honest place and doesn't hurt or doesn't cause issue to other people, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, like I'm not mm. enjoying going around killing people, essentially. <laughs> If I yeah. if if what brings me joy is is creating a piece of theater or even you know ev everybody has their own thing, <clears throat> um, then I feel like that's when I'm bringing glory to God. That's when I'm 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 mm. doing sort of my bit because I I don't I, I call myself a Christian and I have a faith, but I'm not religious. Like I don't, mm. especially some of the things I choose to do in my recreational time. Um, and how I talk and stuff, uh, it's not, you, you don't imagine, you know, sort of 
Auntie Margaret, uh, sort of her Church of England uh, sort mm. of service going, oh, yeah, and that was fucking banging that. That was, oh, I love that piece of cake. You know, you don't, you've got yeah. this image, like you say, about the sort of organ player um, listening, you know, all things bright and beautiful. Um, and that's what I hate. I hate that. I hate that sort of, mm. that that level of judgment um, that it yeah. sometimes can bring and, and hypocrisy because we're all human mm. and we all fuck up. So I think yeah, we should yeah. look past uh, some some issues that the church has been <laughs> holding on yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's really interesting. And uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose we're kind of yeah, I mean, we're kind of going off the uh, the art and stuff here. But I'm I'm interested in mm. this, like um, as yeah, as a as a as a as a Christian who is in in your words non-religious kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, like how like how essential do you think okay what is the relationship between dogma and mm. and faith as in you know the the sort of like the 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 rules the texts the traditions yeah, the yeah. you know the sort of the things that we sort of we think of you know Christians, yeah. Muslims, Jews, whatever it is. So, um, sort yeah. of the yeah. Abrahamic sort of religions and Judeo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, concept. yeah. I mean, even even beyond that, you know, like you know, there there are Buddhist practices and all yeah. the rest of it. But yeah, what do you think I, is, is how important is it? Where where do you sort of see what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I like. I think when you have when you have things like dogma and this sort of strict following of rules and tradition and saying mm. this is how it's been done and this is how it will always be done i think that's that's so stupid uh, realistically i mm. you're opening yourself up to be one exploited by people that will look at that and go yeah i can i can better myself here by exploiting the system and by you know like like traditionally like some of the, like sort of the spanish inquisition sort of mm. era when people would the church would seize land and, and take that and yeah. go you are sinners and we're helping you get into heaven so shut the fuck up and stop moaning um that is a very risky place to be because as a christian i am a christ follower so for me what is law and what doesn't move is everything that is directly quoted but, you know, from uh, with Jesus sort of saying, and thankfully, okay. Jesus was never a real dick and didn't really say anything <laughs> bad. Like it's all love yeah. thy neighbor, you know, like, oh, you know, help the homeless, do, do all the good, thankfully. And then when you look yeah. at the Bible, like this is why I really struggle with where I say I'm not religious. Um, I have a personal faith with God. Uh, mm. When I get into arguments with creationists and stuff, and then when people are so fanatical and like, yes, the Bible is it, it's like a scientific account, and yeah. we I have to follow it all to to the letter, and then it's like, yeah. okay, but which transition, you know, which uh, translation are you are you yeah. following here? And they go, oh, well, okay, so you lose a little bit in text, and I go, okay, so we can also acknowledge the fact that all the stories within this amalgamation of lots of stories. Uh, in this book that they are of real people and they go yeah yeah they're real people so it's like so real people can be wrong then can they it's you know are you missing the point when you're reading the story about job or 
Joseph or, you know, the ones that you, you, you got forced to learn at Sunday school and stuff. Are you missing the point when you're saying, oh, I must do this. I must copy them exactly. Or are you not looking at the story and going, oh, shit, I think that guy was a bit of a dickhead there and shouldn't have done that. Uh, you know, because there's no yeah. there's no denying like what people say, you know, like it's the word of God. Cool. That yeah. is the word of God. Um, but pe- but people and it is accounts of real people who were considered godly. You know, they can fuck up as well. That's that's a big clencher yeah. for me. But yeah, <laughs> I mean that's yeah that's yeah that's fascinating. That is really fascinating. Not I all mean, Christians share this belief. I'd like to. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, <laughs> no. Of course not. You know, we. You know, I mean, we we can never speak on behalf of you know an an entire you know category of people. However, you want to categorize people, of course not. But yeah, um, yeah that's a that is a fascinating way of looking at things there, and. Um, I mean, I've like, because I've 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 read, oh god, I've I've read a lot of the Old Testament. I've oh never god, really... some of it's so dusty and dry. Like, it's yeah, and and it, and oh god, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was got well, yeah. I mean, I was prepped for that going into it, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, my my takeaway from it was like, you know, this isn't, and I've heard something similar uh, said to me by uh, by another Christian that mm. you know it isn't a rule book. It isn't, you know, uh, a, you know, this and that and the other. It is, you know, it is stories. In some sense, it is, you know, it is a work of art. And you can, mm. you know, you can debate the historical accuracy of it, mm. you know, till the end of time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's there to be interpreted. And there is, you know, and I do believe that, you know, there is deep truth, deep, you know, sort of, there's something important in there. There is something mm. special that we can all learn from and we can all take away. But, you know, I, you know, I, I, I think it, you do have to, you do have to, you know, sort of read it with an open mind and, and yeah. interpret and be prepared to interpret. Um, It's not, you know, it's not there to spoon feed you the no. answers. And obviously, like, you know, some of it is, is you know, a bit more straight to the point. You know, thou shall not kill is pretty damn straightforward. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, but oh, um, yeah, when, you, when you, yeah. It, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty good. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's, it's kind of hard solid. to disagree on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, when you get into the, the more complex stories, like, you know, Cain and Abel and stuff like that, like mm. how, you know, it takes more thought. You've got to sit there and really try and get to grips with it. And, and yeah. And that's what I love about stories that, that, well, yeah. that that's, that's one of the biggest things which drew me to theater and to uh, just creation in general, because like a song is a story. It's just an mm. audible story. Um, and you, if you are spoon fed, like you say, and if you go, this is, this is the rules that we follow uh, and don't deviate from it or else you're going to burn in a lake of fire for the rest of your life. Um, that it, it, it's problematic. You know, yeah. you're not learning anything. You're not, you're not processing information properly uh, and go rather than sort of looking at it and going, Hmm. Okay. I've just read this story about this person here. Uh, I think sort of in chapter eight, he was a bit of a dick, uh, but mm. in chapter nine, he's kind of got the idea and redeemed himself. Like, how does that relate to me? What What is be- being said here? Uh, 
what what good can I take from this? Because there is like that whole cliche of there's a silver lining to every dark cloud yeah. sort of thing. That there is something. And for me, because I believe that my idea of God is good, ultimate good, it's love, mm. every every positive thing, you know. For me, looking for that, what's the good thing in here? That's me looking for God. And that approaches that's the same for my approach to day to day life. Like mm. I, I I try to I'm so bad. Like I'm naturally a grumpy and uh, <laughs> angry person. So uh, it like even little things about trying to like, I'm going to smile today. I'm going to outwardly smile at people and ask them how they are and, and genuinely take an interest because that's what mm. I would like someone to do for me and to care about that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's a weird yeah, one. Man, sure. And yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, Whatever it is, whether it's, you know, it, it, it's some kind of spiritual practice mm. or, you know, physical training or artistic creation or, you know, whatever it is, if it makes you a better person, it makes you exist in the world, you know, mm. kinder, you give more, you give more out than you take away, then it's a good thing. And, Sounds you know, great. I, I'm, you know, I, re I rarely see atheists doctrine that i think genuinely makes people better you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like, I, I, I think like, i'm not i'm not saying no, it's inherently no, makes you no, a bad person or anything no, like no. that i'm just saying i don't i don't <laughs> see anything in there that kind of uh oh god i'm going uh we're going into strange territory here aren't oh we? yeah um, you're gonna get a load of atheists like coming in and be like what the fuck are you talking about bro it's the most liberating thing i've done what are you talking <laughs> about like i've done this and this with my atheist doctrine but yeah. I, I, no i like I, I i get what you mean but i think the problem with my issue with atheism to a certain extent is i think then the focus I guess it doesn't necessarily come onto you. Like, it depends on your personality. Like, I think mm. actually, yeah, I think it doesn't matter whether you're atheist or Christian or Buddhist and stuff. You can mm. take the good bits from anything. You know, yes. like like this, yes, like the approach of like sort of. Uh, I love the concept of um, of nirvana and and trying to achieve that state of nothingness, but in my interpretation of that and then my own application within my own sort of idea of what God is and what religion is. Um, it's sort of like that nothingness is that state of uh, achieving. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm content because yeah. you can strive to be happy, but you know, mm. somebody Happiness who is an emotion at the end of the day. Exactly. And, and they're fleeting. You know, it's fleeting and it's, yeah. it's dependent on, you know, I don't. I've, I'm yet to see a person who walks around totally happy all the time. Exactly. But I have met people who, you know, they get happy, they get angry, they get sad. But through it all, I would describe them as content because it's mm -hmm. like, you know, it's kind of like they, I don't know, they just have this. I can't. I can't think of another word to sort of break it down with. But there's yeah, th there's like a peace. There's a and that yeah. that's that's what I try to strive for in my faith and i feel like oh I, I i for me the best route to achieve that peace is by striving off after things that i believe either bring glory to god or make happy make him happy or they mm. she whatever pronoun you want to use um 
and usually i uh, that is just be trying to be as you know thinking of others first always trying to trying to do what you can to better yourself and what i love about sort of christianity is one of the biggest things is forgiveness we reinforce this element of forgiveness and yeah that you know to to not let things hold on to things and to just to let things go and you can beat yourself up about well i told this person he was a prick today and and, and i did this this and this and you can dwell on those things and you can look at the past but we live in the present and we have multiple infinite opportunities to better our, sort of our state of morality even for our own not necessarily to get into heaven or not to go to hell but just to improve our surroundings and the place that we live. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely, man, definitely. Um, okay, well, we are we are coming up to time here. Um, <laughs> wow. Is, yeah, um, I mean, this is this has been a brilliant conversation. <laughs> I've I've really enjoyed myself here. Um, but yeah, ju- just to finish, um, mm. you do have another little project on the go now, don't you? I do, um, yeah. yeah, the the mini musical. So, um, yeah. why don't you uh, just give us a, a little brief introduction cool. um, to 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 what it is and sort of what you're working with here, and then uh, we'll play. We've got a little sample that I think we'll uh, we'll just use to play us out, if you like. Yeah, yeah. So the sample was an inspiration of the sort of the direction i want to go with uh musically but essentially the premise is there's a a competition at the moment uh being held by a swedish music school and they want to they want to try and create a new genre uh they're calling the mini musical and it's sort of start to finish story within five minutes and they've got lots of different sort of uh what's the word like stimulus and sort of think criteria you have to follow uh it's to win the competition but sort of the what i was trying to do is sort of really explore right okay i i I avoid writing lyrics a lot of the time i hide behind my instruments (laughs) so i'm gonna really try and push forward with uh a new skill i want to try and develop it and i've been heavily inspired by because i've had quite a few um let's say life-changing uh moments over the past year uh both relating to the pandemic and personal um and i really found a lot of honesty and just overwhelming emotion um in this artist uh benjamin todd's lyrics uh particularly this song called using again which i cover very shakily and i apologize for the quality of the recording um but i really want to sort of try and explore this musically both the the way he structures words and the way he tells his stories plus this I love, I just love the country, country, bluegrass, sort of mm, open space sound guitar. Mm. It's just so mm. tasty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, fantastic. Um, okay, well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll say goodbye then. And uh, I'll play the, the sample just to finish us yeah. off. But it's yeah, been it's pleasure. been fantastic talking to you. Lost deep inside my dirty old soul. Story I'd boy never taught self-control The cost of my living was more than I planned So I held the needle like the gun in my hand And I wish I was Cause I despise 